Coming up on this week's pod, Neil and I discuss Disney making major cuts and how they plan to manage their money. I also give my full food review for Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. And there's a new charcuterie board at Oga's Cantina. I'm the goat of Disney. I eat everything. All right, everybody, it's Corey story time. So kick back, relax, put your feet up, and get ready to listen to this one. We're not just going to report Disney news and just talk about it. I mean, that's already been done a million times. But then again, we do love Disney news. We will talk about some. So Tammy has me running all over Disney World looking for this new lounge fly. Jillian loves China so much that if she was ever lost, she would need a tag on her shirt that says, If lost, return me to China. Jacob's my dude. Jacob is my tech man. He makes me sound good. I'm the goat of Disney. I didn't ask for that title. I was given it. Or maybe I earned it. So right off, we had two amazing food experiences this past weekend, and I have to talk about them. The first one, it was a, uh, what I call a bro day. It was just the boys. Jacob and I went out and experienced two brand new food experiences. And like I said, I got to talk about them. So we went to Oga's Cantina, which we have frequented here and there. I feel like Oga's is, is really cool. I don't think that it's something you need to do every trip to Hollywood Studios. I mean, if you're going, you know, two times a month to Hollywood Studios or whatever, I don't think you need to frequent Oga's that much. Uh, It's more for the atmosphere, you know. I guess if you're drinking alcohol, then you might want to frequent it more often. The atmosphere is outstanding. But we don't drink alcohol, obviously he doesn't, and I don't either, and neither does my wife Tammy. So I would just say, you know, it for the novelty of it, we like to go and have a power power aid drink, you know, that steams like we like the carbon freeze. So we got the carbon freeze. It's our favorite because it's steamy, it's fruity, it's good. But I want to talk about the charcuterie board. There's a brand new charcuterie board that came out. And I cannot find online anywhere of anyone listing it. So we might be the first YouTube outlet to actually try this and review it. And with that said, unfortunately, it's not even showing up on the Disney World website. So I can't even look at the menu of it, which is really, really odd. But it's called the Hapabore Sampler. And if you're not fluent in Disney knowledge, a hapabore is actually the big animal. If I'm thinking back, just compare it to like the size of like a rhino. This this hapabore was drinking out of a water 
fountain area in the middle of town when F one two eight seven stormtrooper fell into the water and he it lifts its head in Force Awakens. So that's what the animal is, and you're supposed to be eating some of the hapabore meat there, along with some cheeses and some crackers, bread, things like that. Now they fully explain what we were looking at at Olga's on the charcuterie board, but it's so out of this world, really. It was really hard to remember what everything was. Now, it's good to mention that any of the bartenders will happily come over and rep- um, you know let you know what each individual thing was. There was a couple of times where I asked, and uh, they were more than happy to oblige and let us know what it was, but they were very happy to convey that this was a brand new thing. And it was only like two weeks or a little bit long, older than two weeks old. So there's tons of drinks, though, that you can get there that are really good. The Carbon Freeze, by the way, Jacob and I got that, is Powerade Lemon Lime, Wild Strawberry Blueberry, and Green Apple Popping Pearls, which they warn you are frog eggs and there is a frog type alien above the bar in a tank and there's a tubing that goes to a jar and you can see all of his eggs there and she warned me she says don't or i should say she says make sure you chew up all your eggs because you don't want any of those hatching inside you so my response was well let me tell you that i have seen that happen to a guy and you do not want any part of that experience looking on the disney world website hapabore sampler is 21 dollars, and it's described as cured and roasted meats cheese and pork cracklings i'm not so sure that that was the entire description of the new one so i don't think disney's updated their menu which is kind of crazy uh so with that said it was really nice to combine different flavors together i think the hummus was our favorite i almost want to say it had an acidic taste to it like a a mustard feel to it but there was no mustard in it and there was a little bit of meat very little meat and uh but it was good to make all the different combinations so definitely uh say if it sounds like something that interests you definitely try it i think it's worth the try the one thing I think Oga's does fall short on, and I base this on concept art, is they really should have had aliens, cast members dressed as aliens, serving. Maybe a few humans, but some aliens. They're really dropping the ball on that. I don't think at this point it's something that they would change, but I think it's something worth trying. So with that said, that's my Oga's review for the weekend. Let's move on to the brand new Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. So again, to round out our day together as far as our eating adventure went, Jacob and I had a blast. And it was great to get into a brand new restaurant. I think this is the first time ever on the history of our channel that we've gotten in on the ground floor and been able to review a restaurant when it's brand spanking new 
and this was Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. It's listed as casual dining, and the lunch menu is the same as the dinner menu. And this is located in Disney's Hollywood Studios Toy Story Land. The Roundup Rodeo Barbecue pricing was $45 per adult plus tax and gratuity and $25 per child. And of course, in Disney, Disney counts you as an adult from age 10 and up. Doesn't that stink? You can't do anything at 10 or 11 or 12 in society as an adult. It's just amazing that companies can do that. So there's bread service. It starts with bread service, the Prospector's homemade cheddar biscuits, and that was with sweet pepper jelly. To me, now, please note that if you have watched our live stream of this and then you have listened to the podcast, I always feel like my review is different the next day, and it's just that you've had a chance to think about things, but there's also that space in between where you might forget a little bit of how much you disliked or liked something. So that's the way that goes. So, you know, you can take the live review or you can take, I feel like it's almost a little bit more honest afterwards because you're eating it, it's fresh and you're live and you hate to give a bad review, but you know, it still feels honest at the time. so But you might skew it a little bit, not purposely, but I just feel like it's a better review of things. Even rides, new rides that you go on, it's just better when you step away a little bit. So I think the Prospector's homemade cheddar biscuits and sweet pepper jelly were good. Was it the best dinner roll that I've had in other restaurants previous to? No, not the best. But it was decent, so I'd probably give it a 3 out of 5 Mickeys. Did the sweet pepper jelly make it any better? Mm, I think it was good on its own. I think it was good on its own. It was fine with the sweet pepper jelly. I don't think it raised it a notch or take took it down a notch. So I think they were pretty good on their own. They were decent. The next section is get a wiggle on your greens. And that included root and toot and tomato salad which had cucumbers, pickled red onion, white balsamic vinaigrette, which is plant-based, Rex's romaine and kale salad, which was apples, dried cranberries, pumpkin seeds, green goddess dressing, and Wheezy's watermelon salad, fresh torn mint, plant-based. I feel like these were all fine on their own, but I also feel like it was nothing to really wow you. But I don't know if there is a salad that really exists that wows you. Salad is salad. In my opinion, if I had to choose one or rank them, for me, I'd probably go Rex's Romaine and Kale Salad. I know the complaint has been there hasn't been enough cranberries or pumpkin seeds or even enough dressing on it. I feel like we had a fair amount of apples for the portion we had. There were a few cranberries that I tried to incorporate the cranberries and the apple along with the greens. And I think when you did that, it brought an interesting combination to that particular salad so that was my favorite it was good it was mm, with that I'd probably put it slightly above average maybe three and a half mickeys you know what you get with cucumbers and you know pickled red onion together uh so the root and tootin was fine it looked nice it was fresh all the salads were very fresh you can't go wrong with them. You won't be disappointed. But don't set your sights on, wow, this should be amazing. It's in Disney. No, it's salad. 
And the Wheezy's watermelon salad, I love the idea. Jacob going in thought it was an amazing idea to combine mint and watermelon. So either that just doesn't really work to begin with or there wasn't enough mint with it. I felt like with the little bit of mint leaves that was there, I think that the watermelon was just so watery and overpowering that you really can't get enough mint in it to really change the flavor much. I just felt like I was having greens with my watermelon and I didn't like that. Moving on to the Roundup Some Chow. So you can choose one of these. You can go with a plant-based option or a regular house smoked platter. Of course, we went with the house smoked platter, so I can't talk about the plant-based trio too much. Just to tell you what it is, the plant-based trio was combat carlo flour, which is cauliflower, with harissa drizzle and walnut gremolata scrumptious bratwurst and rip roarin rib chop i did say i could say that i tried the rip roarin rib chop and i didn't like it it was like a slightly spiced meatloaf a little bit dry uh not a fan of that one enjoy a platter of the following house smoked items you can get with this whole platter you actually get the evil doctor smoked ribs buttercups beef brisket there's a sausage in my boot, fire-grilled pork sausage, which is actually a Portuguese sausage, and a barbecue chicken with style. So we attacked this one. And for me, I don't say this much because I don't claim to be a great cook by any stretch, but my ribs are a 5 out of 5 Mickey's. And I'll tell you right now, I don't do much special with them. I throw them in my Instant Pot. I cook them for like 15 or 20 minutes. They're falling off the bone. I think for ribs to be a 5 out of 5, they have to meet the criteria of meaty, suck them off the bone, and have a wonderful, wonderful taste with your sauce. They lacked in the meat. They were a little bit chewy, and they were slightly... Two out of the three that Jacob and I tried, or even two out of the four, were acceptable in that sense so the ribs could have been better the beef brisket now i haven't seen anybody on social media like the beef brisket so we went in with a low expectation and jacob is my expert on beef brisket he gets beef brisket whenever it's on the menu and he took a bite i took a bite at the same time we looked at each other and we just had that look that we knew as far as our opinion goes, everyone else was wrong. It was really good. It was really good on its own. We It wasn't dry. It wasn't chewy. There was a, a little bit of level of fat on it, but nothing to deter me from that or him. And then we discovered the three sauces. You have three sauces on the side. You have sweet, classic, and spicy. We tried them all on all the meats. And when you put the, not the classic, not the spicy, the sweet on it, it took it to another level. Five out of five for us on that brisket. But know that others have given it a real trashy review. Now, the sausage in my boot was a winner, 1,000%. Uh, I think it's been getting decent reviews. We loved it. That was a five out of five for me at this point on the day after. And it doesn't need sauce with it, but the sauce, the sweet sauce to me, enhanced it, you know, a little bit. But it was already there on its own. The barbecue chicken, I'm sorry. The barbecue chicken 
tasted like the reason why I never get a turkey leg in the parks. Looking at turkey legs in the parks gross me out. When you bite into that, I'm sorry, it doesn't taste like a Purdue whatever your turkey company is that you like on Thanksgiving Day. It's so far from that. I don't know what they're doing with it. And the the bar, the, the chicken just wasn't there for us. It didn't taste good. So what I say about this smoked group of meats is don't let what I said deter you from going to this restaurant because I think that you can find, if you can find two out of the four items good, what happens is you try them. It's really a sampler in a sense for you because you can try it decide what you like, and just ask for more, which is what we did. We asked for more brisket for sure. We asked for another sausage. And I wanted to try more ribs to give it a second chance. And on the second chance for me, it did bump it up. So I'd probably give the ribs like a strong 3.75, maybe a 4 out of 5 Mickey's, because the one I did really, it it came off the bone, but not quite 100% like I like it. Jacob's was basically a bone (laughs) dipped in sauce. That was amazing in a negative way. So just decide what you want, and I think this will work for you. The next section was reach for the sides, and you can select four to your table. Now, we were doing this live with over 300-plus people watching, and there was some talk in the chat about how they were under the impression that you can only get four to a table and that's it. And it so was not the case. And I clarified it with our waiter. You can basically manufacture this so that you get everything on this menu at your table because it's what we did. Honest to God opinion, not opinion, statement. We got everything on this list, which to me is amazing because we're doing a food review so how often do you get to unless you come in with a big steaming budget to try everything on the menu whenever you do it that's not something i want to do so most times when we try something in a restaurant it's our four individual meals we evaluate it we tell you what's good there maybe if we go back we try something different to give you a more overall view I can do that in the parks when we're at a food festival and I go up to a food booth many times and say, give me everything on the menu. But here gave us that opportunity. And so what you do with your sides is they will only let you allow four initial things to come. After that, you can just say, give me everything else. So remember that. They had mean old potato salad, veggie slaw, campfire roasted ribs. I'm sorry campfired roasted veggies, bucking baked beans, which is plant-based. So was the campfire roasted vegetables and the veggie slaw. Married spuds, which is loaded potato barrels, force field fried pickles, slinky dog mac and cheese, and cowpoke corn on the cob, which is grilled street corn. So we tried them all. And I would just say this. Why don't we do this? Why don't we cut to the chase and just say the mean old potato salad had a nice taste to it. Uh, on taste, it's potato salad. I'd give it a five out of five Mickey's. You have to knock it down a notch just because it was like extra watery, you know, and, and I like chunky potato salad. That wasn't there for me. So I just give it a four. 
you have to get by the fact that texture-wise, it's going to be like milky. The veggie slaw, to me, didn't have enough mayonnaise. Uh, I think it was a little bit on the drier side. And the campfire roasted vegetables were as good as those can be. Those were outstanding. Uh, obviously, they're filled with water anyway. Very watery, uh, very tender, and you didn't really have to chew it. They, they pretty much dissolved in your mouth. The bucking baked beans would probably be at least a four out of five Mickey's. Believe it or not, I go old school and give me a can of Bush's baked beans. And to me, those are outstanding. These beans were bigger. It had a slight different taste to it. So I didn't give it a five. But I think for a lot of people, they would love the baked beans. The married spuds I could do without. The, the loaded potato barrels, I couldn't figure out what that sauce was on them. And it really didn't do it for me. So I'd probably give those a two out of five Mickey's. The force field fried pickles were really amazing on their own. They didn't even need dipping sauce. So I'm going to give those a five out of five Mickey's. The slinky dog mac and cheese was very, very average at best. So probably a three out of five Mickey's at the most with that one. For me, probably a 2.75. The cowpoke corn on the cob was kind of missing something, maybe a little more savory and not sweet enough. Or maybe it was, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't say that because the sweet corn did come through. Uh, I tried street corn last week at the Flower and Garden Festival, and it was amazing. I swear I had meat on it. Uh, that combo was better. But the cow poke corn on the cob, I would get again. So let me give that about a four out of five Mickey's. It was it was pretty good. Now let's get that to the desserts. The Chuck Wagon desserts were amazing. And again, there's four choices for the adults and one for children, which was the cupcake a la Forky, which was gooey chocolate cake, graham cracker, buttercream, and sugar cookie. And you had the Bose, uh, for, the, for adults, you had the Bose lemon and blueberry cheesecake, the goat's apple pie, Billy's chocolate silk pie, and Gruff's peach strawberry pie. The Bose Lemon and Berry was off the chain. Five out of five Mickeys. Strong blueberry, strong lemon. It probably canceled out the cheesecake taste a little bit. The Goat's Apple Pie was good, but average. The Billy Goat's Chocolate Silk Pie, again, was off the chain. Five out of five Mickeys. Super chocolatey. The cream, the whipped cream or whatever it was, was so smooth and paired well with the super smooth chocolate. I don't know how you get smoother than like pudding, but that mousse was smooth. And lastly, the plant-based one was Gruff's Peach Strawberry Pie. That was nice. <clears throat> so think about strawberry and cream together. The peach added a whole new different type of taste together. So it was nice. It was nice. And the cupcake a la Forky. Forky, the presentation was great. Forky didn't taste very good to me, but the cake itself was very good. So the little ones are like that. You can also try it yourself. And once again, like just like the sides, you can take, each person can order their own dessert. After that, you can have them all come. You can have them all for each person if you want. And also off to the side, we ordered, there's additional refreshments that you can, you can order and the ones we tried, Jacob tried the Party Source Rex, which was six fifty additional. It was Minute Maid Premium Lemonade and Strawberry Puree, garnished with gummy candy. 
and for 650 I got the frozen cowpoke cocoa, which was frozen cocoa and Minute Maid vanilla smoothie topped with mini marshmallows. We loved them both. I'd give them both a five out of five Mickeys. And that's it, folks. That is my speedy review, but I feel like it was very efficient and very um, gave you a lot of information. So hopefully you can take that and decide if this is for you. The experience was amazing when they have the overhead speakers play Andy coming by. You have to act like toys and freeze. And that's a lot of fun. They mean the entire restaurant freezes until he goes away. There's also a few other audio recordings that kind of interact with you all. So, and it's endless as far as what you can see for the atmosphere. Take your time, take pictures, take it all in, look around, enjoy. This is something for us being annual pass holders where we can go anytime. I'm, I would limit it to once a year and that's how I would handle it. I think if you feel like this is something you want to do, if you like barbecue, I think you should try it. I think you can find something within the platter that satisfies you. Know that the salad is average. Pick out the sides that work for you because you can try everything. I think you can make this work and the atmosphere is worth going to. So. Let us know at livinginbiz at gmail.com if you plan on doing this and if you're excited or the review actually kind of solidified that you should not do this. So due to other things coming up on past podcasts, I had to hold off on a little bit of what Neil and I talked about several weeks ago, but I feel like this is a conversation that's certainly worth keeping for the podcast. So enjoy this lengthy conversation between Neil and me about Disney making a bunch of budget cuts. We go into detail as to where they're supposed to be cut and why and our opinions. And please note that this was done before cast members just got that $18 an hour raise and I'm so excited that that's happened for them and they can relax and focus on work again and so I just wanted to point out I listened to this before I incorporated it back into the podcast and I did say that cast members I think Disney will give them $18 an hour and move on to business as usual. And that is what's happened. So, hey, kudos to me. So here it is, without further ado, my conversation several weeks ago with Neil. Enjoy. Disney is making $5 billion cuts across the board. And just to catch people up, in case you have been living under a rock, you know, like the, the troll rocks from Frozen, um, you know, Chapek was fired in November. Iger took over. Uh, as everybody knows, the split was pretty ugly between those two, which I'm not surprised. And stocks fell sharply. Iger vowed that restructuring would start with Disney Plus, which is their streaming division. So what this means, too, is, um, you know, too much content was coming out, which I was loving, but 
it really is true when you step back and look at things like She-Hulk, maybe um, some of the other Marvel stuff that came out. I didn't think Boba Fett was, I thought Boba Fett could have been a little better. I loved it, but I thought it could have been a little better. So I think Iger was looking at the entertainment aspect. He doesn't want to just push content out continuously. He wants to protect that Disney name and put quality out. So he's reeled back on release dates for things. Uh, they're they're kind of just honing in on what makes them successful. And they're going to really take their time and not just put out a whole lot of new projects. But uh, we do know that Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia all have more sequels in the works. And um, the biggest cuts of these $5 billion cuts uh, are coming from this division. There's going to be 7,000 employee layoffs. And, um, yeah. So what do you think about that? I mean, I like, I, I, I like the idea that they're going to kind of restructure as far as putting out better content. You don't like to see anybody get cut or lose their job. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, we pay for Disney Plus, and I guess if you look at it from the angle of getting to see the entire library of Disney, forget new content, just the library, you know, their, their work. Uh, what they've done, you know, uh, since the first movie. Uh, I mean, you know, the first movie I saw was probably, I don't know which one came first, whether it was Jungle Book or Mary Poppins. Mine was Bambi was the first Disney movie I ever saw in the theaters. Right, right. So, so you know, when you look at their library of what they've done you know let, let's just cut out uh let, let's go up to my goodness let, let's go to lion king we'll just stop at lion king and you you can click on a button and see all that you know you you, you know vcrs are breaking you can't get them anymore uh you still have your DVDs. Most people don't use DVD players anymore. They stream everything. Yeah. So is there value in being able to go on, you know, oh, it's Saturday afternoon. I've got nothing to do. I want to watch The Fox and the Hound and press a button. And mm -hmm. there it is. Or you decide on a Sunday Wake up early. I am going to watch every Star Wars movie. And you press a button. And you start from, which wasn't the first, obviously. Start from episode one. And you go through until the last one. You know, where, where Kylo Ren expires. A terrible moment. <laughs> but yeah. he was a bad guy, even though he turned into a good guy. Yeah, but you can do that. Now, for some, they might say it's not worth it for me to look 
at old stuff. But for some of us who love those Disney movies, being able to click on that button is pretty cool. You know, sh- sh- you know. of course, if you have cable and you have the Disney Channel, occasionally you would get to see this stuff. Uh, it's not the same, though. They, they have a lot of stuff. So, so Corey, do you think there's value if you remove the new things? If the Mandalorian didn't happen, if uh, Boba yeah, Fett didn't happen. I think. I think for sure, um, as you were talking, I was I was going to ask you that question that what if Disney, what if they just had classic content? Right. And say, you, like you said, you stopped at the Lion King. We'd probably go a little further up, but we can go. Let's yeah. just say, you know, whatever movies are out there now and it ends and they're not going to put anything else out there. Um, is it worth it for everyone listening out there to still pay for that? And you know what? Part of me would kind of say, eh, but you know what? I wouldn't stop paying for it because I know that I would have that content at my fingertips to know that I can have the entire movie library of Disney from the beginning to current, um, you know, and then maybe, maybe they just, maybe they add the movies in, but like no other content there. I would still pay for it because yeah, I mean, yeah, how about this? Who who out there, you know, who is our age, whether they're 30, 40s, 50s, how many times do you hear people? I still hear people, and I heard somebody say this the other day, that they are so prideful of their VHS Disney movie collection. Mm-hmm. And it's like they mourn it, and they say, oh, I have all these movies, but I guess I'll just have to stream it now. <laughs> you know? We still have working VCRs here, but we I haven't even connected them to the TV. Uh, we, we, we have a we have a whole collection of Disney movies. Uh, you, you know, so here's the interesting thing that, that that I find, you know, it seems like generation after generation that, you know, as, as generations move on, like, uh, you know, my parents generation to my generation to the next generation, the next generation. I think expectations uh, get higher uh, from from because people are just more advanced and they're used to getting things immediately. Uh, we're spoiled. We're spoiled. So our expectations are high, uh, especially when we're paying money for something. Really look at the price. And I know, oh, it's so much money. Listen. We can go out and blow a hundred bucks in one meal, you know, with a family of four. And tell me about it, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 how much is Disney Plus for a year? I mean, you know, you look at the monthly fee, you look at what, and I understand because then there's Netflix. Uh, you're paying for cable. I mean, we pay a ridiculous price for our cable, uh, but. We pay because we want all the content that they have. And, and you know, the funny thing is that content, just to get to the level of the certain content that you might want to watch, you have to get the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. But there are people who take the option of, of getting YouTube TV and, you know, just having their modem and having the ability to have internet in their house 
and then you don't need to pay for cable. We do That's it. That's us now. We're a YouTube TV family. Right. There you go. I mean, so you, you save a ton of money on that. I mean, our bill is over $300 a month now. That's with only one box that records. Uh, but we do have everything, you know, and, and, and Lucas, our son, does love the, the football, you know, red zone. So you have to pay for red zone. It doesn't doesn't come with anything. Uh, you know, that, of course, is MLB.com. So so if you try and package everything together, yes, it gets expensive. But that's not fair to Disney at that point. They have a right to have their channel and, you know, give you this content and try and sell it. Uh, now, of course, it became problematic. Uh, because although a lot of people are getting it, they're laying out a lot of money for new stuff. Uh, you, you know, we, we do have to remember, and I know a lot of people want to forget what's happened in the last three years. But the planet Earth has been through a very difficult time. Uh, you know, it's not only Disney that is having financial difficulty. It, it's the entire, the entire world got turned upside down. And when, when you, when you talk about the losses and, 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 and what the, uh, you know, the stockholders and the shareholders, blah, blah, blah. And, well, you know, these are all very rich people and all they want is their money. Uh, you know, I am sure, I am sure that in time, profitability will come back to many things. Now, it's unfortunate. Smaller businesses, many of them didn't survive through the pandemic. A lot of people, you know, they, they couldn't, they couldn't. But uh, Disney's not one of those companies. They obviously they had a difficult time. They got shut down for a long time. It cost them millions and millions of dollars but they're making up the money now you know so, so this streaming thing so seven thousand people get cut uh you, you know and and that's that's pretty horrifying especially coming off a point of of, of life where y- your life was extremely difficult and and it's you know most a lot of people still have not bounced back from it a lot of people so now seven thousand people are out of a job uh, it wasn't their fault that a new division was created. It wasn't their fault that they got hired. Uh, do, you know, do I like to hear the word 7,000 people got laid off? No. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to swallow. It makes you say, when you hear that, what the heck is wrong with Disney? How does somebody who brings you Bell and, and, uh, you know, Simba fires 7,000 people. The business side of Disney. Yeah, you know, I then... mean, yeah, it, it's, so, so, so you got to, you know, as far as the streaming end of it and their movies, you know what? I do love, I, I, I mean, I keep it, you know, I, I think this is the last season of Mandalorian. Now, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I believe this is it. Let's uh, not end it. 
Mando is and 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 Grogu are going to uh, space. You know, but they'll just hang out at Hollywood Studios now. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll hang out walking around, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so, but we don't need Disney Plus for that. So, no, no. so you know, so to hear Bob Bob Iger talk about cutting back on certain things, well, you know, just like in the parks, uh, when when they they don't create new stuff. Well, isn't isn't the whole point to Disney? being the greatest entertainment company in the world to create and to blow our minds. Now, I, I truly believe if they didn't go so far into the new animation, uh, I know how successful Toy Story is and Pixar and, and, and the, you know, let's just call it the Pixar animation. That is not the animation of Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast or The Lion King, you, you know, and, and they're doing the live things uh, that they're doing. You know, they make the live versions of these movies. I don't believe they do as well as the originals. They don't. Because the originals are masterpieces. And Disney is amazing that way. Did we need a Lion King 1, 2, 10, 50? Well, we did if they would have kept that level of, of amazingness going. But if Yeah, I think what Disney, Disney does with that stuff, that's, right. that's a total money grab when you yes. come out with something like Lion King 2, 3, 4, 2 and a half. Um, you know, you can really compare the difference in the animation quality um, you know, it goes from Disney quality feature, feature length film, Lion King, and you go to like the sequel or uh, the, the sequels to Cinderella, Little Mermaid. It goes back to the level of Saturday morning cartoons. And a lot of people may not even know what we're talking about there, but it just goes down into like hand drawn TV quality cartoons from the 80s. Like it's really bad. It, yep. It's not. It's not what you expect. So in their process of making money, which I completely understand, and I have no problem watching Lion King two and a half, you know, in Uh the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. I mean, I I remember them, uh, you know, I I didn't watch them. So would you say that the story quality is Disney quality, just like the animation, not so much? Uh, You know, it is. I mean, they do. This use is what this. I think. Right. I think if Disney thought that those stories were good enough, they would have put them in the theaters. Well, they but they made they produced them knowing they weren't going into the theaters. Right. So, so we we probably save money and you skimp on quality overall. Right. We'll we'll put it out, you know, on on a a video tape. Well, no, there's no more videotapes now. But some did come out when there were videos. Yes. Uh, no, we'll put it out on a DVD or we'll put it on the Disney Channel or on on uh, ABC, which Disney owns, and yes. uh, let people see it. Yeah, uh, no, they're not getting rid of ABC ever. That's, that's- I think what they are going to do is, I think, though, they are going to get rid of ESPN. 
they're losing a lot of money on the sports side of things. So um, <clears throat> that's just rumor, I think. But uh, that could be something that goes. Some of the other cuts were or are going to be general operating costs at $2.5 billion. And that breaks down at 50% marketing, 20% technology, procurement, and other expenses. And... 30% in labor, but the cuts will happen. Um, or those cuts that we're talking about, the other 30%, that's the marketing and sales division that Bob Chapek created. Right. But Iger wants to, that's where they were talking about how he wants to take that back and put it more in the hands of the Imagineers and the creators. So, um, man, Iger must have just been rolling around in bed at night thinking about all these things Chapek did. <laughs> to try to take down Disney. And now he's got to come in and undo a lot of things. So, but... I, 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 you know, th there's the school of thought that way. And then I've read about people who say, no, Iger had this all in motion and Chapek just put it through fruition. You know, there's also the thought that Iger left and we, we, you know, everybody talked about this, that Iger left you know, right when things were going to get really miserable before they had to furlough all their employees. Uh, he didn't want to be the bad guy. So they went ahead and picked the bad guy, the villain. And, uh, you know, suddenly he comes back into the picture like Prince Valiant. But we're seeing... Is he really Prince Valiant? You know, to some, what he's doing right now is is pretty miserable. You know, I mean, right now, you know, the Disney cast members, the union, fighting with Disney. They have they don't have a contract, and they won't sign the contract. They need a living wage. Some people might say, "Oh, what's wrong with?" You know, seventeen dollars an hour or whatever it is. I don't. I don't even remember. Well, to live in California, uh, in in the Anaheim area, California is very expensive to live in. It's extremely expensive. It's like it's like living in Manhattan. Now, now you come to Orlando, and Orlando is is ha it's having a huge growth spurt. And living here, the rent, the home ownership, everything is just going up. If you want to buy a home, the mortgage rates have gone up. Uh, so you have to, I mean, if you want, we talked about this, the quality worker to remain. If you want somebody with experience that might have a family, well, how many people have to work in that family? to, to ha allow that person to continue to work in Disney. That's a major commitment. It, it, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's all true, whether it's, you know, some cast members can't afford formula. They, they do, uh, many of them do live together. They share the rent. They cannot exist without somebody paying the rent. And is it right for Disney to depend on the college students, you know, the Disney college program to run the parks. 
is is that is that right? You know, I mean, there, there are thousands of college program people, and now they're coming from in, international areas. They're back, and I think it's great that they're coming back. You know, you go into the countries and you see in China, real Chinese people are working there. You go to Italy, the Italians are back. You go to Germany, the Germans are back, and in Mexico. Folks from Mexico are back. It's it's great to see that. I I, I like it. It is. Yeah, it's great. But let's remember now. For how long have those cast members from here that have been working? They've been working now through real rough conditions. When when Disney opened up, you know, during the pandemic. They, they stayed and they they gave their hearts and souls to it and they're, they're getting laid off. Or they might be placed someplace else. But... Yeah, hopefully they'll be replaced. They'll just be placed elsewhere. Yeah, we hope so. You know, but they're, they're, they're not exactly getting, uh, you know, a great salary. And I know, I know the the, the answer to that that some people give is, well, well, you know, if, if, if they really wanted to make a lot of money, they could have gone into business or they could have gone into that, go to college and this and that. A lot of people from Disney went to college. A lot of them have degrees. There are some extremely intelligent people working in that park that might press a button. To start small world. You can't just look at somebody. And say. That because they're doing something. That they're not worthy. Of earning a better living. That, that's just not right. It's, it's a ridiculous thing. Nobody knows. By looking at the cover. What's inside that book. Sure. What about this though? You know. We, we feel like they the cast members should get more, more money to be able to live better in Orlando. Um, but where, like what, my question is, what's that wage? Because we talk about, well, $18 an hour. Cause right now the union wanted an immediate increase to $18 an hour. Right. And if you're already making 18 or more, they wanted a $3 increase for an hour. Right. It's like, how much is, the right amount well, because I would love to live in Orlando and um, I do well and I can't live in Orlando. Well, you can't either. own a home. So you can't own a home. So you see, I can't own a home in Orlando. I right. can't even rent. A, I can't rent an apartment in Orlando. Well, <laughs> it depends. You know, look, a lot of them do travel far. They come from different areas. Uh, hey, listen, I guess my point is, even if they get $25 an hour or even, which is crazy, let's say even if they get $20 an hour, it's still not going to be enough. Well, you're, you're definitely making their lives better and, and setting them in the right direction. Uh, anything is better than nothing. Remember, they are working eight-hour days, mm-hmm. five days a week. So... If you're giving them, if you're giving them every day, let's just say 
$125 more. That's $125 every week times four. Yeah. That's 500 bucks. 500 bucks. I know you have to take taxes out. I understand that. But 500 bucks can go towards a lot of different things. Insurance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, you never know what the right amount is, but what is the fair amount? What's that's fair? that's a good way to put it. Like, what's the <laughs> fair amount? Because, like you said, you were kind of saying, like, and I'll add to it, like people, you don't know every person's story from operating small world to handing out, you know, that next Casey dog. You don't know their story. No. Um, you know, so with that said, I I, I think you have different perspectives and this is a touchy subject, so you feel like anything you say of your opinion can be scrutinized. Of and course, I love the cast of course. Members. Hey, listen, I, you know it's funny. I, I went, I went to a new restaurant in Flamingo Crossing with with Alyssa, and you know, I, I was talking to the manager, and I, I I know the guy already. We've been there a number of times, and I said, you know, he it's get hard. It's hard to get help. It's hard to get help, and I said, yeah, you know. Uh, People, you know, when I was young, you got a job. That that's the way it is. You know, you just got a job. You were making minimum wage, but you didn't mind, and you got a job and you worked. I said, you, you know, younger kids today have a different mindset than 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 what what we have. Uh, but you know, I said, look, even Disney's having a hard time. And, you know, I mean, they, and and they, you know, the same situation with the union and paying more. And he said. We pay more than Disney. Those words came right out of his mouth. And I was like, well, that's 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 good. Yeah. You know, there's so many different ways to approach this. It's like Disney makes so much money. They they could easily play all cast members like twenty five dollars an hour. <laughs> they could. Well, um, but that's not realistic from a business standpoint. No, either, no. I guess. You no, know, and you know, I, nobody wants to hear them raise the prices. Nobody wants to pay another dollar for a soda. Nobody wants to pay another 50 cents for a pretzel. Nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to do that. But meanwhile, everybody's coming here. Everybody's yeah, coming here. And it's just part of business. If we have to pay a little more so the cast members get more, that's fine with me. Sure. You know, um, probably where I take a, a stance on how I look at labor and look at life because you worked hard. You have what you have because of how you worked. I worked hard, still working hard, but I, I worked hard in, in school. I spent many years in college and um, to allow me to have the things I have. Um, so I'm kind of old school, you know, where I'll say, I think it depends on the, on the type of cast member in their story. If you are coming in at entry level and you're a college program person or you know, you're fresh out of high school and maybe you just don't know what you want to do or you're just thinking, I want to work with, I want to work for Disney for a few years. Then you should kind of just accept what, what they're going to pay you. Like I said this to Tammy last night, if Jacob and Jill come home and they say, just got hired by Disney, dad, I wouldn't care what they were getting made, getting paid because it's a kind of expected. All right, bud, you're making 16 bucks. Great. You know, it's your first job. You know, it's probably all relative, but I probably made 16, uh, you know, back in the 80s, <laughs> you know, relative. So I probably made like, who knows, $7, but it's probably relative to now. 
Um, but you just accepted that. But if you're a person, this is where I might not be popular and tell me if you disagree. If you're a person that you're 30 years old and you're like, yeah, I want to come work for Disney and you do don't complain about the pay because you decided to do that. You know, you're, you're 30 and you could have made something more of yourself to get a better job. So don't do that. If you're going to do it, do it for the love of working for Disney and don't complain about the pay because teachers will say, I don't do it for the pay. I do it for the love. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a hard ass when it comes to working. <laughs> right. But, but <laughs> in there, my views, there are major teacher shortages throughout the country. So there are. And, and, don't and, come to and Florida to this, teach because yes, they don't even, pay. Right. Even in the Sunshine State, uh, they, there's teacher shortages. So, you know, the only thing I say to that is, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, people by what they want to do. Uh, I, I know that people who work for Disney, for the most part, are Disney lovers. Uh, they are Disney lovers. Uh, you know, if you're going to lose the Disney lovers, you're going to have people who are there for a different reason and a different purpose. Uh, you, you know, if, if you're, if the people love it, can't afford to live and they, they leave, you're going to have people who are just looking for a job, like, you know, going to work in a fast food place or something like that. Yeah, they need to maintain the experience. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so you have to pay a level of something to maintain the good pe the good level of you're charging 140 cast member bucks. quality. Yeah, you're charging 140 you for 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 uh Genie Plus on some days uh you know when 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 it's heavy duty pricing, when it's crowded, you dollars a person. You and and then pay extra money for Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. So you have to have a certain level of, of quality. Even, even you do people who are cleaning the tables, the people who are cleaning the, the restrooms, uh, they, you know, they, they, they have to enjoy what they're doing and, and want to be there. Yeah. Otherwise. And they're, they're so friendly too, aren't they? Even, even, even those cast members are magical. And I, I make it an extra point to say hi to them and ask them how their day's doing because Nobody in general in the parks is paying attention to the person that's changing the trash or or even thinks to want to speak to them. You know, they might they're more apt to speak to, you know, the person getting them on the ride for a small world. Or Absolutely. Like Absolutely. It's you know, whenever I'm in the room and I see a gentleman cleaning up after people who are disgusting, because <laughs> there are a lot of them. Let's face it, I, they are. And I would say from what I just this just came to mind uh, when I'm in the bathroom I would say one in like nah maybe we won't go that far 1.5 men wash their hands uh -huh. before leaving it's horrifying it's I agree with you I, I look at them all the time and I want to say but you don't want to start anything in Disney are you really just going to leave and not wash your hands okay maybe I've said that twice well you know <laughs> but we I live size in a the world competition first Yes, we live in a world where today uh, it's best not to get into, you know, controversial topics with 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 people when you're you're in a theme park 
or anywhere but else. I go, but- you're gonna, you just, you just had your hands where, and now you're gonna go on, let's just say small world again, because that seems to be the topic. You're gonna go on small world now, and you're gonna touch the seat, and then I'm going to touch the seat. Well, now you know why my wife and I always carry around a bottle of hand sanitizer to so this day. Yep. To this day. You, yep. you, you go we, in we, there. We hate putting our fingers on the finger scanner coming in the parks. Yeah. Right away, we all scan, we stop, we turn, we all spray our finger, and then we move on. <laughs> yep, yep. That It's, it's just, it, it, it's a natural thing that, that we do. We, we don't even think about it. When I forget sanitizer, uh, I'll, I'll run back to the car, even if it if it takes me ten minutes to get back. Go back to the car, or or buy something. Um, yeah, you know, look, there's there's a lot of things that when when you have a job where, where you do well, and you know, you talk about my goodness, I I remember minimum wage being. Oh God, was it five dollars an hour or less when I was when I started working? You, you, you know, but to a young kid at, at fourteen, yeah, it, it's your first job. You just expect you know yeah, a certain wage, and you just get the job, and that's it. Yeah, but you know, you know the, the the but when you're recruiting people to do certain jobs, and and the, I mean they have families, they have that you. you it's it's beyond just whatever but so so that's cost cutting so so okay so they're going to co- cut on whatever let's hope they're not going to cut going to cut on the, the cast members in the park that they're not going to fire them that's uh, what they're, they're saying that right? you won't see cuts in the parks you'll see no. them behind the scenes yeah they can't they can't uh they they they're they're having a difficult enough time running things the way they are. Uh, and and I, I will tell you, uh, you know, Alyssa and I went to a really beautiful restaurant in one of the better hotels in Disney World the other day. And we love where we went. I'm not putting names in. Doesn't matter. And we were a little disappointed. It took forever. We were sitting and sitting and sitting and getting, we're going. What what is going on here? They're they're still short-handed. They're still short-staffed. And and many businesses are. They can't get people to work. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I don't know what it is. They can't get people to work. And when you want people to work, you have to sweeten the pie. That's the bottom line. And if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to get people to work. Yeah. You know, this, this is a reality that, that are facing right now. And remember the rich are still getting richer. You know, the, 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 the top, the, you know, the CEOs and the C, C, whatever you want to call them, they're still making a lot of money, you know? So they are. Yeah, well, it's a tough ticket. But so now what other what other cuts we we, would you think were going to happen? That that's it. That's it. Those are those are all the cuts. All right. So so now to be made. 
Okay, so so now here's an interesting thought. As far as development, we, we talked about that happening, you know, on on their streaming service. And although I do love it, I do want them to continue to create new quality stuff. Yes, yes. I'm glad you brought that up because we would have left that as is and people yes, might have no, thought we that we were, no. we'd be happy with the old content only. No, but... no, no. I do want them to create new quality stuff. And um, they will, but they're just going to take their time with it. They want it to be Disney quality and not just, just keep pumping stuff out, which makes me feel good. I'm willing to wait. If I have to wait longer for some Marvel titles and Star Wars titles for it to be better, then I can wait. Well, I, I, I mean, I hope, I hope that's what they're doing. I hope that that is the fact that they want to make better content. If, if that's what it really is, I'm happy. If it's just to save money, I'm not happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Still, give me something that, that I'm going to say. This is why I love Disney. You know. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, but before we go, let me talk about this one quickly. See what you think about this. So, and I want to just let everybody know, like the content pieces that, uh, Neil and I talked about tonight was obtained by Disney food blog. I always like to give credit to where credits do. Um, so Disney has always been big on, not repeating a whole lot of attractions from one park to the other because they want them to be unique. But some of the talk now is to save some money that we may see more rides turn up in other places. Like, I guess, I don't know if it's more than a rumor, but uh, Avatar might be going to Disneyland. Where in the heck are they going to put that anyway? But so you might start to see rides continue to turn out that are familiar because it's easier. They don't have to design something. They just rebuild something somewhere else. But they did say in the future that there will be new lands expanded and things like that. But maybe maybe Disney just has to get all this restructuring and all this stuff out of the way before they can really get back to. Well, will they ever get back to the Disney? We, you know, before the pandemic, you mean creating. Yes, and be creative. I think they will. That's that's very important to Eisner. I'm sorry, Eisner, Iger. <laughs> so um, let's hope so. Well, you, you know, ju- just a quickie aside. So Alyssa and I were driving today, and we came down uh, a road. I, I don't think it was International Drive at that point. And we were on the back side, and we looked to the right, and we see these cranes and new parts of roller coasters and what looked to be a new hotel and buildings in huge scale. And what is it? It's Universal's new park. Now, I know she talked about this on the food blog. She uh, did. Yes, she did. And we saw it. It looks immense. And it, it, I mean, for people who are going to enjoy roller coasters and stuff, it looks pretty crazy. Fun. So, we'll we'll just this last thought. So, I don't mind Disney repeating what's successful, 
in one park to another park. Tomorrow you're going to experience Tron and it's in another park in Asia. You know, so, but you're going to love it here because how many of us can go to where it is in another continent? That's a great point. Yeah, right? bring all the great stuff here. Yeah, so so now as far as them building Pandora in, in Disneyland, you know, Pandora is mind-boggling. I mean, you're in it at night, even during the day. Uh, you walk through and you, you're transformed into another world. Uh, why, why shouldn't folks in California get that pleasure without having to fly here? Some of them can't. I have no problem with them building Pandora there and, and making a new flight of passage and, and a Navi River journey. Uh, it doesn't bother me at all that they're doing that. It does bother me, though, that they, they're doing nothing with Cranium Command. You know, uh, that building, they were supposed to do something with it. I understand that. Uh, I, I didn't like what they were doing anyway, making a play a playroom for kids and all, whatever. You know, games. No, put a damn attraction in there. Yeah. Let's make use of the land. You know, don't knock down one of one of the things we really enjoy to build another attraction. Uh, and they're going to have to do, like she said, she doesn't think they're going to keep up with Universal. I don't believe that either. I don't want Disney to make another park right now. They they can't. They If they're having this financial setback or whatever. But don't tell me that it's going to take years and years and years for us to see new attractions that blow our minds. That's not fair. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what they do with, with Splash Mountain. I can't wait to see it when Tiana takes over. It's going to be wonderful. There's a segment that uh, I recorded before you and I talked tonight, and the storyline has been released for the ride. So, um, Oh, cool. I didn't know that. To this, you know. Um, would have listened to it here um, okay. on the podcast. Yeah, so so I I mean with me, I, I mean I don't. It, it, it's not like uh you know how I felt when they took out the great movie ride or Horizons or um and you know Ellen's Energy Adventure, which I I truly like better as Universe of Energy. Yeah, I really wish they would have just redone these things. I wouldn't have been mad at Disney to redo Universe of Energy and, and made it better so that we, we could continue to watch it. But I guess the thing is roller coasters. So bye-bye Universe of Energy. Uh, bye-bye, <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, we, we get Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I understand that. It's more popular. But you can't sit here and, and be able to accept that that they're not going to do anything with dino land that the roller coaster is gone and they're not going to replace that they're just going to leave a a, a barricade there no 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 they have they have to do something they have sure to. they do yeah, yeah you know i mean this is why we love disney they if, if they don't create then, then they're no better than anybody. Yeah. That, yes, and, yeah, and I'm with you. That won't happen. They'll right. they'll put something in there, and maybe maybe there'll be something 
announced at Destination D, which is something new to me. Destination D is coming this September yes. to Orlando. We need to get tickets for that. Do you, would you like to go? I'd like I'd like to attend that. Well, it's going to be interesting. Maybe one of, day. Yeah, isn't it like the light version of D twenty two? Yeah, and announcements will be made. Um, there were some epic announcements made uh, the last time it was here. Um, it might even have been Avatar. Might well, let's been. see what I'm happens. Gonna... I mean, how great is it going to be when the walls come down in Epcot? I talked to an Imagineer and, well, I should say a cast member who um, is, again, another high-ranking cast member, very high-ranking. And I said to him, I said, you know, I'm frustrated with these walls in Epcot, so I don't even know what's going to be behind those walls at this point. I said, Moana's taking shape, um, but, you know, what are we going to see? And he said, trust me, your mind is going to be blown when those walls come down. Yeah, and I trust see, him on that. Me too. And 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 I, tr- I, I b- truly believe it's going to be great. It, it's a little bit disappointing that we went into that room in the Odyssey and, and saw that beautiful display, right? Yes. Uh, and it was there for a long time. And then little by little pieces that they cut were gone, you know? Uh, until finally they disbanded the whole room. Well, yes. I don't mind that they're not making that tall building in the front, that the monorail, whatever, was going to stop it. That doesn't bother me. Um, looking forward to what when when the walls come down. And, you know, you know, the thing that Disney fans are is they're appreciative and they're grateful. And they truly, truly are loyal. They are loyal to, to a fault. We're all that way. I joke with you, you know, with, with the ladies that buy all the lounge flies, including Tammy. Oh, what are you spending all that money on lounge flies? But that's loyalty to a brand. And, and we, we live here and we see it all the time. How many people are in these parks? It's astounding. They are breaking records. That loyalty has got to be repaid. You know, we just can't sit back and say, okay, we're satisfied because there are other companies right down the block, SeaWorld, Universal, that are, that are being inventive, and they are. And they are. I, I don't want to see Disney lose people to Universal and to SeaWorld. That, that, that would break my heart. So let's hope they stay on top of it. I, I, I mean, I, I, like I said, I can't wait. Down. I, I, and you know what? The walls really, they don't bother me. I just don't want to walk around the whole place anymore to get from one point to the other. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah you We're know, rats but, in a maze. Yes. Now, now. Whenever we look at Soren, and we go on all the time together, and the last scene, when you, you're heading towards Spaceship Earth, yes. you know, and Tinkerbell is, is, is doing the pixie dust, but you look down and you see the flags that used to cover the pin trading and all, 
And, yeah, and, on the center know, of the fountain. Sure, the fountain. And you remember that stuff and how long ago that was. And then you say, God, we used to just walk right through that. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to just be able to walk freely through there. And and I know it's going to be insanely crowded when that happens. And Disney will see how much their fan base, their people, just stick with them. Mm-hmm. And, and us sticking with them means that the cuts can't hurt the loyal people. That would be a shame. That That's shameful. I just hope they understand that. You know, they're breaking records right now. And they it's they deserve it. Great company. Uh, uh, most imaginative company you'll ever find. Don't yes. take advantage of people. Yes. There are people spending their last pennies to come here. <laughs> they are. They saved their entire life to make a trip to Disney World. They are not Corey and Neil who can just get in their car, have annual passes and come. No, they pay, they save and save and save to get this experience. Don't take advantage of them. That would really be sad. You know, yeah. please make us happy and, and, and we'll stick with you. And the future will be bright. There's no doubt about it. And I think it will. You know, Disney is still Disney and... I still think Iger's the right guy to have in there. Um, maybe he won't do everything he does won't make everybody happy, but um, you know, you know, maybe Disney's just holding out and try to play real hardball. But I'm gonna say I, I think Disney turns around and gives them that eighteen dollars. Um, maybe I'm being optimistic. They do that. Iger gets things in shape. And we can start getting back to adding new creativity to the parks because I think he still did say that, um, if I'm not mistaken, on the conference call that, you know, we will be adding to the parks. But I think they've got to straighten things out financially uh, from what where they feel like they need to see it. And then things will happen. So. I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, I'm just going to close with two little quick statements. So my lovely wife, uh, and my son, they, my son got me a, a plaque that I put on my desk. And you know this statement. We see it on shirts. We see it everywhere. It says there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. It's colorful. And I remember just words, tomorrow's child, you know, the future is on the on its way. Tomorrow's child. We we just want tomorrow's child to get the same great experience that we got from this amazing company, and and the lessons that they ter- they they've taught us through the years, through their movies, through their attractions, uh, through cast members with big smiles just seeing Walt Disney when I was a kid on Sunday on the world of Disney just seeing that castle with Tinkerbell at the beginning has always amazed me 
you know, and I'm an artist. I'm a musician. I'm, I was a teacher. It, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to amaze me, but they've been able to do it. So I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that there is a big, beautiful tomorrow and that tomorrow's child is going to enjoy life and enjoy this great Disney thing the same way that we do. Let's hope. Well said. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me, Neil. And uh, we can look forward to uh, visiting with Neil on many Diz pods to come. Yes. And, and if you're, if you're listening, you've got to check out tomorrow live. Uh, if, if, now, obviously this will come out afterwards, but then watch it on the replay because We've got to see if Corey can get on Tron and show it to everybody while he's going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we've got to see it. So let's, let's hope that it all works out tomorrow. Yes. Let's hope so. I have faith. <laughs> If you're about to start planning your next vacation, book your next vacation with your magical adventures await. Claudia is creating Disney adventures worldwide. She can create a magical adventure to Walt Disney World Florida, any Disney park worldwide, Disney Cruise Lines, Alani Resort in Hawaii, guided group vacation with adventures by Disney, and she's also a Universal Studios expert. If you book with her, her services are free. Disney pays her to help you create a seamless, magical adventure. Her availability is really unmatched. You can contact her Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Make your magical planner, Claudia Anderson, from your magical adventures await. 956-455-8049 or Check her out on Instagram with instant message, Claudia Anderson, all one word. That's C-L-A-U-D-I-A-I-N-D-R-I-D-S-O-N. And as a special bonus, if you book with her, all traveling members of your party will receive a special Living in Diz luggage tag. So make sure you let her know that we sent you. If you're a fan of our channel, Living in Diz, for some kind of time, you've been enjoying Disney through the eyes of our family. So what about enjoying Disney through your own eyes? How can you accomplish that? You'll want to contact Victor Naraki. With over a decade of helping people find the homes of their dreams right near Disney, Victor is the perfect realtor of La Rosa Realty Horizons to help you find the home of your dreams. Simply go to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. That's DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com. And don't forget to tell him that Living in Diz sent you. That'll do it for another week of the Diz Pod. Make sure you check us out on the Swell app. That's S-W-E-L-L. -L. We broadcast 
and drop five minute podcasts throughout the week with the most consistent one being the post live stream walkout from wherever we live streamed during the week and you can usually count on those within the next 30 minutes of going off the air and again we we drop every monday 9 a.m a full-length podcast right here where you're listening to and we hope you continue to follow and enjoy if you want to contribute in any way you can do that with right on spotify with ad free sponsorship you can also check us out over at youtube our channel living in diz and in the description of any video there go to the live streams and the replays and click on those and you will find links for becoming a Diz Club member and also becoming a Patreon. There's so much to see over there. Check out our website, livingindiz.com. So many great things going on over there. You want to check that out. All you want and need to know about the members of the channel. You can sign up for our email list there so you're alerted anytime we have news. With an extended schedule of our live streams, it's a three live stream lineup. Those are typically updated every single Saturday's morning. And please send us some questions. We'd love to read them on the air here at livinginDiz at gmail.com. For Mushu, Jacob, Jillian, Tammy, I'm Corey from Living in Diz. Thank you so much for being dedicated to our family, our channel, our podcast. Thank you so much for allowing us to be your ticket to Disney. And we'll see you in the parks. Thank you.